empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Trangale. I am so glad that you joined us for the podcast this month, and whether you are a first-time listener or one of our podcast followers, I am just delighted that you have chosen to listen in, and hopefully this will inspire you and really speak to the place that you are walking right now. So depending on where you live in the world Maybe, just maybe, it's a little bit like where I live, and spring is full on. Sunny days are getting more and more common, and the hopes of summertime is almost here. I don't know why, but every time this time of year comes around, it compels me to want to run out and just spend a ridiculous amount of money planting flowers and getting plants. I just want this springtime in my house, outside of my house. Of course, then I remember that I've done this before. And of course, being on the road all the time, it all just totally dies. So I don't think I'm going to go that route this year, but definitely want to take time to enjoy the season. So I wanted to share with you all something that just happened recently, and it kind of connects to, well, I guess it all really began last year. Last year, I was asked to come and minister in Great Britain, and I I did that, and then I was also in Wales. It was my first time to minister there, and I was really excited about going. And it happened to just be at a pivotal time for Great Britain. And so my time that I was there, both to speak and minister, but also just time in prayer turned out to be very significant. And some significant things actually transpired while I was there. This year, I recently just went back to Europe to minister again. I was in Great Britain and again in Wales. And again, it just happened to be another pivotal time as they are really in the throes of the Brexit issue and so many other issues connected to that. And so again, my time, not just of ministry, but also just times of prayer proved to be quite significant. I'm probably going to share a little bit more about that in some podcasts to come. But this time, after I ministered in Wales, the pastors of this great church in Newport, Wales, took me and my friend that was with me on about an hour's drive through the countryside to a very special place. They took us to this very old church, and it just happened to be the place where a move of God began that swept through the nations at that time. This move of God is known as the Welsh Revival, and it took place in the early 1900s. So my friend and I were really excited to be there, and even more so when we found out that the man that would be meeting us there that day, Mr. Allen, who is 87 years old, and he had his precious wife, Pearl, with him. But Mr. Allen actually knew the man that the move of God had begun with so many years ago. And that man's name was Evan Roberts. So the story of how this move of God that literally swept through the nations, beginning in this tiny little town in this small nation of Wales, 
The story of it was just astounding. I'm gonna give you just sort of a summary, a bottom line version, and it's really so interesting to read about. You can Google it. But here's the basic version. In about 1904, there was a young guy who was a coal miner, and he had given his life to the Lord, but he felt the urge that God was calling him. And he felt like God was calling him to quit his coal mining job, which he did, which that was his sole means of support and livelihood. So that was a big deal. And he felt like God was telling him to start a series of prayer meetings for the young people in his town. And in the midst of that, he felt like he was supposed to give them a charge to rise and stand and confess Jesus publicly as their Lord and Savior. He stepped out and he did it. He announced his meeting. He held this meeting on a Monday night, asking the young people in his town to come. It just happened to be October 31st in 1904. So people actually came, and they were a little bit shocked because Evan Roberts conducted the service in a completely foreign and unorthodox way from anything they had ever known. The service was just not done the way services were typically done. So even though that night people showed up, the service was received with total indifference. In other words, people came to the service. They even came to pray, but no one was hungry. However, something was happening. They were starting to realize that even though the way Evan Roberts was conducting this gathering that he was being led by the Holy Spirit. By Sunday night on November 6th, just a few days later, they gathered again and the presence of God came on the people. And the reaction to the presence of God from the people was that they stayed and prayed. And they prayed until the early hours of the morning. This hunger to come and be with God literally began to sweep through their town. But then it started sweeping through other towns. And night after night, this little church was crowded to capacity and the services would go to like four and five in the morning every night. Then something really wild happened. People started coming from all denominations. And eventually they began to come from other countries. Mr. Allen shared with us that day that Evan Roberts was noted by those who knew him best as often saying, I am hungry for you, O Lord. I am hungry for you. The people that experienced this move of God were apparently known for two things. Number one, they were known for having this hunger for prayer. And then they were also known for having a hunger for people to come and just encounter God directly. I was flying home from this amazing trip, time of ministry and prayer, and then getting to visit this incredible place in Wales. And of course, it was just filling my mind. And I was on the long flight home and I was scrolling through some posts and I came across this post that just really, it pricked my heart. And it was made by this woman who is an artist. 
and she's sort of been an up-and-coming artist, but now she's really been pegged as like the next big thing, and the thing about her is that she's really known for her genuine talent and her artistry. And so she had made this post, and the post simply said this, Hey, artist, some of you have never starved, and it shows. I read it, and I thought, wow, she's really putting it out there. And it really grabbed me. Of course, you know, this statement comes from this theory that when artists get truly desperate, that it pulls on the greater depths of the artist's gift. And to tap into what cannot be found in more shallow places, that somehow being in a make or break, now or never, sort of deprived moment, deprived of what comes easy, actually compels the artist and inspires them to reach past what comes easy down into something that is deeper on the inside of them. It inspires them to focus acutely and totally and to create out of the true artistic gift that they have been given. I read this and like I said, you know, that statement she made, it just pricked my heart and I had this thought and I thought, oh my word, as a generation, could we stand hovering over a similar condition as this artist quote? And my thought was, could it be said of us, hey, some of you have never starved. You've never hungered. And it shows. What I'm talking about is a hunger in the body of Christ that begins to push away by choice what comes easy. And we begin to choose ourselves to push past the shallow places with God and the shallow places of our gatherings because we know there is more and God is just waiting on us to come. I had this thought. I thought, God, I think you are setting off in our hearts right now this sort of unsatisfied calling out in us to actually hunger for you. I mean, think about it. You know, in an age where things come easy and in an instant, to leave the natural experience and to be aware of his supernatural presence means that we have to create a space, a hunger for it. So this really flips the tables on us going, God, just come and do what you want to do. Because God has already come. This is a hunger that creates space, a hunger for it. We have such a hunger for God. So in essence, we starve some things out. This isn't really a question of things that are right or wrong. It's not right or wrong to just casually you know, be encouraged by something you just catch on the fly. That's not wrong. It's not wrong to just casually, you know, sing a song that worships the Lord. It's not wrong. It's not wrong to breeze in and out of a service or in and out of your local church. It's not necessarily that it's wrong. 
but it just becomes a question of what do you want more? It really left me to this place. I don't want to allow myself to be satisfied with not hungering for God each day because it is that hunger that awakens me to seeing Him. You see, that artist quote grabbed my heart when I read that statement, hey, artists, some of you have never starved, and it shows. And really, it was just compelling me to a truth that I already knew. It's a truth that is found in the book of Matthew. And it says, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So this is what I believe this looks like. It's not that I have to be desperate and then God comes. He's already come. But my hunger creates the size of the space that God is able to fill. So we could say it this way, little hunger, little room, and he will come fill it. Lots of hunger, and there's lots of room, and he will come fill it. I guess it really just comes down to having a hunger that requires God. That is what spiritual hunger is for. It was interesting because one of the things that Mr. Allen shared with us about this movement in the Welsh revival was that it was hallmarked with lots of singing. And he said that when they gathered night after night for all those services that went to four and five o'clock in the morning, he said it usually began with singing. And it would be songs that song leaders had gotten from the Lord, songs they had written, being inspired by the Lord. And then there would be singing at different times in the midst of the gathering. Someone would get a song on their heart and everyone would sing it. And then he said they would always close with singing. But he made this really interesting statement that my friend actually caught. He said, first the singing would begin, but then the people would begin to worship with the singing. This is what hunger does. It's not willing to stand in the room and go through the motions without engaging totally the real God that we're singing about. I am excited about the days ahead. And like I said, I believe that God is stirring in us a calling out coming from us, not trying to get to God, but just to make a space for Him who is already here. It's necessary to be hungry. And if it's not a necessity in our lives to have a hunger for Him, then maybe it's time to starve. Maybe it's time to starve some things out that are filling that space. I want to encourage you to maybe do something this week. When was the last time that you put your devotionals away, you turned off your worship music, and just found a small, quiet place to close your eyes and give yourself to Him. It might be worshiping Him with singing. It might be engaging Him in prayer. It might be talking to Him out of the deep places of your heart. It might just be sitting in His presence and listening 
to his voice. But this is what the people of Wales did. They just came. And then with all of them, they acknowledged Jesus. I want to encourage you that I believe some really wonderful days are ahead, special days. And I know friends of mine, other leaders, we've been talking about what's God doing in the earth right now in the body of Christ. And there's just this sense that something is supposed to come next. It's like, what is God going to do next? What does He want to happen next? And I would just say that when we're looking to see what God is going to do next, that it might not just come if we're staring at the platforms, because it just seems that it's going to come from inside of us. It's going to come in answer to a hunger that comes up from His people. And God comes and fills that place on those people with Himself. I want to thank you again so much for listening this month. And again, I just pray my heart is that this podcast would always just be a word at the right time and encourage you and inspire you to things that God has waiting for you. And I am so grateful for everyone that has been a part of this podcast. It's so wonderful to hear your feedback and hear how something that was said maybe through a podcast or something that a guest said through the podcast really just woke something up in you. And we love hearing that because that really is the heart of why we do this. So I want to encourage you, have a great week this week. Carve out some time. There's some special things I believe that God is doing right now in our lives. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.